before we get started on today, I just wanted to remind you to please leave a rating and review on the podcast app or the iTunes app if you are using an iPhone. It really helps spread the word and it helps other people find this podcast a lot easier the more good ratings and reviews we have. So if you're a fan, please, please, please take a minute and just do that. It would be so helpful. Thank you. Hi, I'm Shelby Schlang-Berrigan, and this is Living Over Losing, unfiltered and unrestrained. Hi, and welcome back to Living Over Losing with Shelby. Today, I'm so excited to have one of my best friends, Michaela Kelman, on the show. Um, We seem to always have really good conversations about life, so I thought she would be a perfect guest for the show. So I just want to welcome Michaela. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, I'm excited to be here. Where are you talking, <laughs> where are you joining us from today? Are you in, where are you? I'm, I'm currently in Louisiana. Louisiana, and you just moved there, right? Yes. How, how yes, is that? Did. I knew you moved from California, so is that, is it like a little bit of a culture shock? Is it different? <laughs> it's interesting. No, it's good. I really like it. The bummer is that we're living in a hotel so that's been interesting um but other than that I've really grown to like it yeah I mean I I know I went out there to visit and it was like super nice so it's it's it is really really cool okay anyways so I today I just I guess we'll start off the show by kind of you giving us a little background of your story um you know, your history as maybe like a child when you were growing up. I know you grew up in Southern California near LA. So I'm sure that there was lots of pressures on you and insecurities and stuff surrounding that atmosphere. So if you just kind of want to give us a little bit of insight into that, that would be a good way to get started, to get to know you better. Okay. Well, I'm 23 years old. I grew up in Ventura County. So I was right in the heart of Southern California between Malibu and Santa Barbara. And I grew up, I was the third out of the third child out of four. So I was the middle child. Um, I always played sports. My family is very athletic. Um, so I grew up playing two or three sports at a time, always very active, always on the go. I had so many friends growing up. You it would never see me at home. My parents like gave up on that. Um, and then I think when I got into high school, I kind of like drifted away from everything, made new friends, kind of did my own thing. And then when I got into college, I went to FITM in LA. And um, I think for the, from for the even actually, I'm sorry, I was just going to say for the listeners that don't know, FITM, what does FITM stand for? the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. Right. So it's like a huge fashion school in LA. Yes. It is like the top. A lot of people travel from different countries to come to school there. So it was very honorable that I was able to go there. And I really wish that I actually stuck it through. (laughs) And I'll get into that. Um, But there was a lot of pressure when I started getting into high school, just growing up in the area. I came from a very middle-class family, um, but I was around people in different areas who came from money, had really nice cars and, you know, all of that. And don't get me wrong, they're, not everyone in Southern, Southern California is rich. 
Um, I had a lot of friends who were middle class as well. And I had friends who were like driving Audis by the time that they were like 15 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think a lot of it has to do with insecurities. Um, When I was in high school, I kind of drifted away from everything because I couldn't handle like the circle. Just a lot of drama that I didn't really want to be a part of. And I started hanging out with my sister and her friends. And now I've been friends with them for 10 years. And it's it's been great. And I'm really glad that I kind of branched out. Um, But with me branching out, I got a lot of, I think, kickback from some of my older friends who thought I was like too cool for school and all this stuff. And I would go to different cities or surrounding and like meet a bunch of new people and all this stuff. And me, myself, I was very insecure um I I was a chubby child (laughs) and then I you know I hit puberty and everything evened out and I was fine but I think a lot of it came from um like I wanted to get fit just for like the attention I wasn't doing it for myself Mm -hmm. and I think that a lot to do with like how I got to where I am now is like I had a relationship that lasted a very long time and he was kind of the reason why I did finish school because I was trying to like get the attention doing what he was doing and not focusing on Michaela you need to go to school like you need to focus on you know finishing and doing this I was so interested in what everyone else was doing that I wasn't focusing on myself and yeah it just seems like you were like constantly kind of looking for validation I guess from other people yes yes I needed that validation from other people and everyone in Southern California is always doing fun things there's always something to do whether it's the beach or going somewhere the mountains or hiking or whatever I always had FOMO no matter what so I put off a lot of my wants and needs and I kind of didn't even know what that was anymore because I was so interested in what everyone else was doing and I think that a lot of people are like that in California. And definitely, I'm not going to say that no one else in the world is like that. But um, I was always like, there's in California, there's so many beautiful women. And I'm like, I love empowering people. But I definitely say that I would look at someone and be like, I want to be like them. How do like, I'm because they're pretty, I, there's no way I could be pretty. And I think that's, I've come a long way from that. And I think a lot of people are still like that. Yeah. So do you think there, I mean, I'm sure, cause I know even growing up in the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire, there was a lot of like comparison and comparing yourself to other people. So I'm sure that that was like a huge thing when you were growing up, like yes. constantly um, not feeling like you could be almost feeling like it's impossible to be good enough because there's always someone better. Yep. And I mean, I don't want to speak for Southern California in it, in itself, but for me personally and some people that I've grown up around, I think that's the case. And it's really sad to look back on and like still, I'm still fighting those, I guess, little demons inside of me that are trying to compare, but loving the journey you're on. And I'm someone right now who I've, I'm trying to get back on track. Yeah. So how do you think, like, how did your how did your mindset kind of switch into you being like, all right, I gotta, you know, how did you kind of get a little bit more secure with yourself or at least onto the path of becoming secure with yourself? 
Um, first was I changed my friend group. I changed my friend group. I started being friends with people who like who weren't trying to make me feel like I wasn't good enough or whether that was them doing that to me or me doing that to myself around them. I guess it's a lot of the attitude that my friends now have brought to my attention that I felt worth being around them. Like I felt worthy of hanging out with them and I, and they lifted me up instead of trying to tear me down. Mm. And that really started the whole process. But really what hit me was one meeting my now boyfriend, um, Justin. But when him and I started dating, he was someone who kind of took me out of my comfort zone as much as I think I took him out of his. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, after dating for so long, we moved across the country together, which that was something that I would have never thought I would have ever done. And I left my little hometown Moore Park. And it was probably the best decision I've ever made. We struggled very hard. Um, we've gone through hell of a lot. But just being away from my family and everything I've ever known, I really had the time to like look at my life and be like, Michaela, this is what you're doing. I had so many distractions in California because I just, I did, I had my family. They always like, they either needed me. I had friends who wanted to hang out. There was always something to do to where I never really had to focus on myself. I never had to like look into my life and be like, what are you doing? Like I could easily just jump from career to career. I worked at Macy's as a visual merchandiser. I did wedding planning. I did all this other stuff. And not once was that like, uh, granted, I love wedding planning, but I was trying to figure out what is it that, that I want to do. And going to Virginia, I had nothing but time to focus on that. Yeah. And it's such so different too. I mean, you said like, there's so much to do in LA. You can always be doing something fun. I mean, Virginia, is not, not that Virginia is bad because I lived there too. And that's how we met and it's beautiful, yeah. but it's completely different. Like, I don't know if you could have gone more opposite. Yeah, no. And that was nothing because I didn't really, the people there are very different besides just the culture itself. So me trying to find friends and I wasn't in school. I was only there, you know, because my boyfriend got a job there. And I I mean, we could have easily said no. We could have easily stayed in California. But I think him and I knew that we had to get out of there to really figure out who we are. And it really moved our relationship along. Like, I can't imagine if we didn't go there, what it looked like. But Virginia, like Shelby, you were the first normal person I met and how we met was completely unconventional (laughs) and many would say very crazy. (laughs) But it was some of those things that like, I can't imagine like my life without you in it now. So I use us moving to Virginia and going through those struggles and not having friends to like make my best friend. Like that got me to meeting you. So I'd say, <laughs> I'm going to cry on the podcast. No, <laughs> no, I know. It's, it's crazy because, and that's like, oh my God. Like, and especially right now, cause I mean, I don't know anyone listening. Like I've been going through a really hard time right now too, not to, you know, get really into that, but just kind of, I've been struggling for the past couple months and more so lately. And it's like insane when you just let yourself like try stop trying to control situations is 
so hard, especially for me, because I want not to control situations, but I want to know like, I'm going to be okay. This is going to happen right now. And I don't like not knowing what's going to happen in the future. And right now I don't know what's going to happen in my future at all. So it's like, I have to go back to times like that. Like you're saying, when I didn't know you last year, I lived in the middle of nowhere, Virginia, like wasn't happy. You lived in the middle of nowhere, literally across the apartment complex. I didn't even know who you were. And then like now we're like best friends. And so it's like, you just have to trust that things happen, but it's like so hard to do that. I mean, it's, I'm going through it right now and it's really hard to just like trust that things are going to be okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's especially like the unknown is so scary, but every unknown that I've personally had to take at every path, it has led me to something so great. And honestly, as much as I feel like, especially with you just being your friend, you've opened me up to a lot of things. But those like moving to Virginia, now we're moving to Louisiana and like building a house here. Like I've learned so much about what I'm capable of and who I am as a person that I didn't even know. And I'm 23 years old and I'm finding this out like the last six months. So it's crazy to think that there's so much more of myself that I've yet to learn. And I know that these unknown experiences are going to bring me there. Yeah. And so tying it back, do you think that like getting to know, I mean, obviously no one's perfect, but do you think like getting to know and accept yourself and accept your flaws, like, does that make it easier to accept other things like your body or I don't know, like the comparisons of money or whatever, you know, like anything could, because I know a lot of people listening obviously struggle with body image. So that's a huge part of it. I'll let you know when I get there. (laughs) No, it's like an ongoing thing. It really is. Yeah, no, it really is. And me, me personally, I've gone through, I'm someone who I fluctuate weight so easily. And like, I can lose weight if I actually attempt myself and I can gain weight if I like really wanted to, which I don't really want to, but you know what I mean? Like I can, if I just put my mind to something, I'm capable of doing that. But unfortunately, I guess it's a blessing and a curse is I'm someone who like with eating or exercise and even like daily habits, I don't really have anything that I'm like addicted to. I don't have that addictive personality trait in me to constantly do something on the daily basis. I am too ADHD to have anything consistent in my life. See, but I think that's interesting because so most people that I usually talk to on the show are like with me, like I'm very obsessive and my habits with exercise and food is what caused like my whole eating disorder and my whole problem. But so to talk to someone else that like literally doesn't have that in them, because I think that's interesting because not everybody does. Like obviously not everybody that goes on a diet or not everybody that has body image issues ends up with an eating disorder. Um, I feel like it's kind of, you need like a certain type of personality. And so to talk to someone that's outside of that type of personality than what I usually talk to or different than me in that respect, it's interesting because it doesn't mean that like you don't notice that stuff. Like it, it's not like you just don't notice your body or you don't care or whatever. It's just that for some reason, like it doesn't just the way it's that you're made very, different. Yeah. It's very I would say it's just as difficult as having a fighting the addictive personality that those people have, as well as me trying to fight to get one. Because as much as I'm like, all right, Michaela, you're going to wake up, you're going to have this for breakfast, have this, like, it is so difficult for me to do that and to like stick with it. 
so I would, I don't know if I'd rather <laughs> have that to where I'm able to like stick with it or, you know, fighting every morning to do what I know I'm supposed to do or get up and exercise or do all this no, stuff. No, I think it's, but. I mean, I think either way, whether which side of the spectrum you're on is it's all just it's about, like balancing it though. Like it is, you have to be in the middle, yeah. you have to be in the middle and balanced yeah. and not on either side because that's, how, I mean, that's how you get into to trouble with, with anything, not even just exercising yeah. food, with anything. Like you have to find a, a grounding in the middle, which is so hard to do with everything because as humans, yeah. we don't want to do that. We want to be on the extremes. Um, so it's really hard to like ground yourself. And like, again, I just always go back to, I think the best way to do that is just by learning about yourself and like what triggers you, what doesn't trigger you, what, what makes you feel good? What, you know, like not caring about what other people think about you, that stuff really helps mm -hmm. you like just become more aware of what, of who you are. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, I'm still fighting those battles of comparison and I obviously, even though I'm in Louisiana there, like I still have friends in California and I'm, you know, I'll, most of everyone who I'm on social media with is from Southern California. And so being out here, I'm like, they're either looking at, like, I always feel like I'm looking at them like, oh, fear of missing out again. You know, what are they doing? How are they doing? What are, like, what I could be looking like if I did this and their diets and their fads. And at the end of the day, I'm looking at my life, like I'm 23 years old. I've lived in three different states. I'm building a house with my boyfriend who I love deeply and we have a great relationship with our two dogs and I have a job and you know I'm capable of you know becoming whoever I want to be and I have that support and I like you have to look back I'm like we are so I don't even know like we're like we have so much going for us whether you think someone else's life is better but like your life is amazing like, yeah. And other people looking at you, like your life is amazing or look what she's doing. I've gone from being like, I'm still fighting the, the stuff of like, I went through as a child, even though I played sports all the time, I was constantly out. So like, I only ate fast food. Like my dad, like whatever he just, he just grabbed whatever he could, whatever he could and just like, here, take it, you know? Mm -hmm. And at that time, like eating healthy wasn't really as big as it is now. And then I get into middle school and, you know, I hit puberty and I lose a bunch of weight. And now everyone's like, Michaela, you're too thin. I was way too thin. You could see my ribs. You could see my backbone, like my shoulder blades, all of that was bad. And then now I'm like trying to get back to a good medium. And yeah, it's just, I mean, whether it's just like always, but that's the thing too, that I've tried, that I'm trying to come to terms with is like, our bodies are always changing. Like they're always going to change. So yes. like what you look like now might not be what you look like in a year. What, when, you know, you, you are going to have kids, what's going to happen after that? I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years, 20 years. Like there's no way to know when our bodies always change. Like they, that's something that we can't, yeah. no matter how hard we try control. So, and that, that's really hard though. Like you have to be okay with yourself yeah. to be okay with that. Yes. And it's hard too, because Honestly, even it's so funny because even when I was 
when I was in my, I guess my anorexic skinny state, I was happy, but I, but I like needed attention all the time. I wasn't happy with who I was, but yet now I'm happy with who I am, but I'm now I'm fighting on my getting my body image back. Not even like, not even trying to be, you know, 120 pounds or whatever, but it's more of like, I want to feel good in my clothes. I want to, you know, like stride with pride and like be able to put on anything and feel comfortable in that where before it was like the, I'm now I'm like reversed. So it was always a battle within yourself and it's getting that self care and putting that time into yourself to doing that. And my mom, she's always done all these, my mom's like a beautiful and she is someone who has like self-control and I don't have that. And she works out all the time and, um, does all these like different diets and she has celiac. So she struggled with that because she found that later in life, but she's someone who will, I love her, but she'll like tell me how to do it. And I'm just like, that doesn't really fit me. That doesn't, you know, and another person will tell me another diet that they're doing. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really fit me either. And I, I try them and I, I try all these different things and you try to do them all at once and then you fail and you give up. Mm -hmm. So my, my word of advice is try one thing, see how it goes at a time. And then once you've mastered that, then start a next thing. Yeah. Or just, I mean, I, my view on diets in general, just because I was like addict, literally addicted to diets, trying all different types of diets and it just never worked out. Like you said, like you just always failed. Um, is that would be like my perfect advice is that there's so many different diets. There's so many different like ketogenic or paleo and there's just literally there's something for everything. And it doesn't just because that might work for someone doesn't mean that it'll work for you. And like for me personally, yeah. I can't sit down and be like, I'm on this specific diet and I can't like limit foods because the second I start doing that, I just spiral out of control. But other people can't. Oh, yeah. So it's like you have to yeah. you have to find what looks good for you and what actually works for you and what makes you feel the best and what makes you feel not crazy. Yeah. Like if you're feeling crazy well, around I, food, that's not good. Yeah. And like feeling good is the very beginning of it. So if someone's struggling with starting a diet, try feeling good in workout clothes. Try putting on workout clothes and see, you know, like for me personally, like, dieting like when I put workout clothes on, like I start feeling good because I'm like you know what I'm gonna do a workout today and then when I go to try to eat something because I'm wearing workout clothes I don't want to eat bad because I'm like why would I just damage what I'm about to do or you know just waking up and just anything that makes you feel like accomplished can like totally change your mood and I feel like whenever I'm happy and you know on the go I eat way better it's like in general, whether yeah, I'm, I, feel, I don't really follow any diet. Yeah, you're not following a diet, yeah. but also I feel like it's way – the thing with food and dieting is that it's overthought. <laughs> like you think about it too yeah. much and then you become obsessed with it. And that's – I mean that's how eating disorders kind of start is that you think about what am I eating, what am I eating all day long, you're obsessed with it, and then it ends up usually – backfiring. Whereas like if you're busy doing mm -hmm. stuff, you're thinking about other things. Um, but that's, again, it's just, it's just finding a balance and really like the only way to find a balance is to find ways that find things to do that make you feel good about yourself and 
finding other things that matter besides your body. Because like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. that really isn't what matters in life. Like it, I used to think it was, I thought that's all that mattered. In yeah. But that's so such a small little bubble to live in. And you don't even get to see like, if you're constantly focused on that, there's so much stuff that you miss out on. Yeah. I know me personally, there were things, I mean, even when I was skinny, I didn't feel good about myself. And there were times where they would invite me to go somewhere. And I'm like, no, I like, I don't feel good. Like, I don't like my body doesn't look good enough to like be in like be jumping off, you know, cliffs or whatever. So I wouldn't go. I'm like, I just missed out on like a great opportunity because I'm worried about what my body looks like if I jump off of the cliff. Like what is going through my mind right now? Right. It's crazy. You know, and it's like, it's crazy that that's mind crosses your mind. everything. <laughs> no, yeah. it doesn't. It's scary. It's really scary. And I think that's like a really good point too, is because you said that you went through a phase where, you know, maybe you were quote unquote too skinny or maybe you had lost too much weight and you still didn't feel good about yourself. Like, so it's, that yeah. right there just shows that like what, I mean, it doesn't really matter what you look like. You still don't feel good about yourself. And I mean, I mean, if you're yeah. in that state of mind, because that's how I was too, like it was never good enough. No matter what I did, it was never good enough. There was always someone better. I could have done something else. I could have done something better. I just, it was never enough, which is a really telling point because then you, as your body changes, you're like, like my body's different now. And I, feel better than I did when I was so like that was the only thing I ever focused on I don't know it's just like a sense of ease because <laughs> it's like such an yeah. state to be in and it's so hard because when I at least now I figured it out that like literally everybody is different like I used to look at mine and be like dang it I have curves and like I you know I have a chest I have a butt you know I have hips and I'm like all oh, these other models like don't have any of that and then I'm like, I have to change, like, I can't change those things about my body. Like, I, if I have a bigger chest, that's just what I was born with. And I, like, I, I, I have accepted that now. But when I was skinny, I kind of, like, went up and down. And it's just knowing that, like, your body is beautiful, you know, and, like, you make it beautiful. So take care of it, you know. And right. whether that's eat, eating hot Cheetos or hot tamales, <laughs> you know, Which are both or, great doing yeah which are both great you know or walking like just you know let your body do what your body needs to do and listen to it yeah that's the most important part is just listening to it because I feel like just like our minds and our intuitions are trying to tell us things all the time like this is wrong this is wrong our bodies are doing that too they're like we don't want to do this we don't want to I don't want to be working out right now I don't feel good and I mean, I don't know how many times I've ignored that and just been like, no, you're fine. <laughs> or We're going to do this really hard, yeah. even though you don't want to, or like how many times I've ignored my intuition in a situation where I knew that what I was doing was wrong. I mean, yeah, that's really like what it all comes down to. And that's so it's, it, it is hard to do because your brain like tries to convince you that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's getting that balance too, because it's, it's like, you don't want to not like your body, like, you know, your limits. So if it's like, if you're going on a run and you know, you're just trying to do like, I don't know, 30 seconds of just a fast sprint, push your body to 35 seconds. And it's like that, you know, or whatever it may be, your body is capable of so much that just those little tweaks 
in your mind it's like I oh my gosh your body's like I can only do 30 seconds you know what if you tell your mind I'm gonna do 35 your body will do that mm-hmm. yeah it is it's crazy how it all it all I mean they all, yeah it's crazy how it's all connected and like how we have to try to keep them connected because it's when you get disconnected from your body and your brain and your mind that that's when things like start going really out of control yeah um so oh yeah. life <laughs> life what is life life um, <laughs> <laughs> so actually with that with happiness like i we mentioned this before and i think you actually talked about this kind of in the beginning especially about moving you said that you kind of realized this but what have you found about like what actually makes you happy and cuz i know you said growing up it was kind of like pressure to be have all these great things and a great body and maybe like everything was materialistic and that's how, I mean, I feel like a lot of us feel like that growing up, but I mean, I know I did. Like I know when I was younger, I was very, I was like, if I have the perfect house and the perfect job and the perfect whatever, then I'm going to be happy. And then I realized that's not true. So Mm -hmm. what have you like found about that, about finding like actual happiness? Does it have to do with materialistic things or not so much? Honestly, not so much. And it's so funny is I'm, I, it's so funny because I'm so aware of that. I'm so aware of that. I'm like, I, if someone were to look in my closet, they'd be like, okay, she's materialistic. I have so many clothes. I, you can, I guess there's one um, addiction that I do have is like shopping and stuff. But it's so funny is that it's not the actual stuff that makes me happy. It's that I get to buy something and I'm someone who I share all my clothes with. So when I buy something, I'm looking at it like, oh my gosh, I get to share this with all my friends and I get to show my mom and I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going to send it to her and I'll send everyone deals. Like I love just being able to help other people, whether they actually want the help or not. <laughs> like <laughs> I know they hate when I send them deals because they're like, oh no, now I have to go get this. But that makes me happy. I love being able to, I love decorating. I love decorating. And that's kind of difficult because it's kind of a materialistic thing, but it's not even about buying the stuff. It's that I get to like make something more of a home. And I love just redecorating even it's with the same stuff and walking my dogs and like literally watching them run is the thing that makes me the happiest. (laughs) They are so funny when they're together and running. And obviously my boyfriend makes me very happy and just being able to wake up with him on Sunday morning with him making me breakfast and us going to church and spending that quality time together. Um, all those things is what matters most. And for me, I always thought that I would never ever move away from my family and I would just live on the same street with them my whole entire life, you know, and take care of them. And that's just what I love doing. I love taking care of people. But the problem with that was, was I wasn't taking care of myself anymore. I was strictly just taking care of other people. And I think that's why when I moved, it was the best decision I've ever made because I had to focus on myself. I had to focus on what does Michaela want to do? What, you know, I've lived my life through other people. And that was my way of like pushing down feelings. So I don't have to focus on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that just like the little self care stuff that I do, um, even just like going on a walk or, you know, just, I love being outside. I love hiking. I love walking. I love just honestly anything. 
I love adrenaline rushes. So like oftentimes when I'm like feeling crazy in my car, I'll feed, you know, and kind of like gets me excited. And I love music. Oh, I love music. Like all those little things that I'll do. And it's nothing big. It's mm-hmm. just the little things that will ch- immediately change my day. If I like, instead of waking up and turning on the TV, I turn on a good station on Spotify and I'm up dancing with my dog, you know, and that just changes <laughs> My, my whole entire day. You know, you're, you're dancing with the <laughs> It's more of like Dakota looking at me like you're a crazy mom and Marley just like chewing on her toys. No, but I totally, I totally agree with that because I think that's something I still struggle with too is like I need these drastic actions to make me happy or like something amazing to happen to me every single day for me to feel good about my life. But that's not like, that's really not true. That's not what, that's not what makes you happy. Like little things like walking with my dog makes me happy or, you know, whatever it may be reading a book, like self-care doesn't have to mean going on like a million dollar spa trip. It could mean literally just laying in bed with your dog. Like it's just whatever makes you happy doesn't need to be that extravagant. And sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I think it does need to be extravagant. But I was for a long time was on the extravagant bandwagon, like trying to do this and this and this and do this better in my career and do that better. And I can do this and this. And it just still didn't bring me like actual happiness. Yeah. And I think the biggest problem that we have is that our, I feel like our society is like searching for happiness, but our bodies are physically like we are programmed to be happy. And there are just things that come into our life that change that. So our actual state of our body is to be happy. And it's not something that once you hit happiness, then you've hit your destination and the road is over. It's a constant thing that every day just do something for yourself. And honestly, it's so funny is when I was going to work before I, now I work from home, but when I was going to work, if I like got out of bed like five minutes before I had to be at work and this threw something on and like went to work, my day felt so rushed. I felt like my day, I like was anxious all day. I was on edge. Whereas when I woke up, took my time, you know, made breakfast for myself, got ready, like had a cup of coffee without like throwing it into the car and not trying to fill myself. But that made my day so less stressful. Just having that extra like, because you, when you start off your day kind of at ease, your day kind of just goes like that. So if you just wake up and do something that makes you happy in the morning, your day will change completely. And it's doing that, you know, consistently and you'll hit like ha- the happiness state of where you're not even having to consciously think about it, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that when it's not even like a thought anymore. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything, but (laughs) maybe you should be. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So on that note too, and I know we've talked about this before and I think it's interesting. How do you think that like what you think of yourself and kind of like taking care of yourself or what you believe in yourself, how does that kind of radiate out of you and attract other people into your life? Because I know in the past I've attracted not the best people because I didn't feel good about myself. Um, yeah. So I think that is like I, a huge factor. Yes. So that's 
a great question because I feel like I've been going through that because I, being honest, I haven't felt my best lately just because I feel like I know I can do so much better and there's certain aspects of my life to where when I go out, I'm not the outgoing person that I normally am. So I'm not even attempting to connect with other people. So I'm like already shutting myself down because I'm like, huh, what do they want to hear from me? Like, I don't do anything or, you know, I, I don't feel good about myself. Like, I don't really want to talk to someone else. But those days where I feel really good, I'm, you know, when I'm walking around, I'm smiling, I'm laughing, I'm making conversations with other people, whether it's someone who I potentially see as a friend or someone who I can just hopefully make their day, you know, walking down the street, it totally changes by how I feel about myself completely. And I feel like that has a lot to do with even things that I want to do. Sometimes, you know, I just don't feel good about myself and I don't want to go out. There are days where I feel great and all I want to do is like go out and be around people and do all these fun things. It really just, it's all comes down to like how you feel. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it does. It's, it really does. And then that also attracts the right kind of person for you. Yeah. Like whether it be a relationship, like, a friendship. Yeah. You have to, you have to be comfortable that who you are and I mean, who I am right now was not who I was six months ago. And I'm going to, where I am now is just a portion of who I'm going to become. And so it's knowing that who you are, like you're still changing. You're always going to be changing. Just like our bodies physically change, we mentally change. There's things that I used to see one way that I'm like, wait, that doesn't even make sense anymore. I was so silly for thinking that way. Our mindsets change. We're constantly, you know, growing. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. That's, like, that's incredible that we're always, you know, growing and becoming who we've either always wanted to be or never thought we could be. And it's knowing that it takes time and that, like, I'm someone, I'm very impatient. Oh, so impatient. Anyone who, uh, who has ever met me will tell you that. I'm so impatient. And I, if I want something, oh, I will go out and go get it. I will find a way to do it. But I've learned that the things like right now we're building a house and we're living in a hotel. It is really hard to live in a hotel with two dogs and I work from home. So I never leave. I don't have a car here. My boyfriend and I share one. Like those, but I know that when October comes and we're moving into our house, all of that is going to be so worth it to be able to have our own thing and kind of like make it ours. Like all the things that we struggle with now, there's so much better on its way. And it's just knowing that the, the journey that we take is part of the destination because it's going to change your destination of how you take that journey. That's so deep. <laughs> no, it's so true though. Like it really is. And because who you are now, this is crazy. Cause if I think about me at this time last year, like, oh my God, I am honestly a completely different person. And so then to think about me in yeah. a year from now, I'm going to be like, oh my God, I'm such a different person. And it's just so crazy in that. So for me, like this is totally off topic of like body image, but not really, but finding like being okay with that, like that we're always going to be changing is okay as long as you like stay grounded in yourself and know like what your core values mm -hmm. are. And I think that's kind of like 
with someone that you attract, whether it be a friendship or a relationship, like, yeah, you guys, when you start a relationship might not be the same in five years as you are now, but you accept (sighs) each other and like grow together. And that is so important. Yep. Because you have to accept yourself too in all stages. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, there are some things that like, I want to have my own business one day, you know, and I know that at some point, like I'm going to get there and I'm like, okay, that it's going to take me a while to get to where I am to be able to start that, you know, and it's something that I'm, I want to be patient with that because it's something that I really, really want. And I've wanted for a long time and I I don't want to rush that. I don't want to rush, you know, starting something and like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like better to take your time on things that really matter to you and your yourself should matter to you. So take your time on, you know, becoming who you're meant to be. It's not, it doesn't just change overnight just because you wake up one day and you're like, you know what? I'm going to change everything about me. Like mm-hmm. you're just setting yourself up for failure. Take one thing at a time and, you know, go from there. And I think that's so crazy too. Cause like everything in life, you can bring that back. Like you can put that, you could take that idea and put that towards anything. So like you could put that towards dieting in your body. Like you Mm -hmm. have to accept your body. You have to accept yourself and know that it's going to change. But then you can also in the bigger picture, just as yourself in general, as a whole, like just things in life are going to change and you're going to change and other people are going to change. And you have to find a way to be secure with yourself, to accept those changes. And it's hard. Like, like I said, you could put that towards anything. You can put that towards your body. You could put that towards your life. You could put that towards your career. You could put that towards your relationship. Like it's just mind blowing. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. It's like your mind and body have to work together to like accomplish anything. So whatever you tell your mind, your body is going to do it. So tell your mind positive thoughts. Always stay positive. I'm someone who sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I want to be negative. Like (laughs) nothing is going right. And then when I like, I try to give my boyfriend advice, you know, if he's having a bad day at work, whatever, then I look back, I'm like, why aren't I taking my own advice? Like, you know, stay positive. Bad things happen all the time. Like all the time. (laughs) It's inevitable. And Shelby, I feel like you and I are on the same page. We have really bad Thing bad that can possibly happen, I feel like happens to us. We have really and, bad luck. You know, we really bad luck. And I feel like <laughs> at the end of the day, we miss the most out of it. We joke about it. We laugh about it. Laughing, I truly believe, is the best medicine. Anytime I'm ever mad at my boyfriend, which hardly ever lately, but whenever he does anything like silly or stupid or something I'm mad at, he'll like just turn around, like make me laugh. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Like, this is not, you know, I'm not going to break up over him because he didn't put his dish away or you know it's like relax and things are going to be okay and I don't know it's just let life go (laughs) like let let yourself yeah yeah and also just like accept how you feel because I think too like I'm so positive that I try to be like I'm never sad I don't care like whatever life is great haha make a joke but like no if you're sad just be sad and like accept that in that moment there are some because times where I'm sad for no reason. I'm just like, I want to be sad. I'm allowed to be sad for today. 
Yeah, exactly. Like it just happens, especially with girls. <laughs> I feel like it just happens. <laughs> and the more that you try to like ignore things and I'm literally the master of trying to ignore feelings, even though I have a lot of feelings, I try to like mask them with other feelings and that never works out for yeah. me ever. So yeah, no, it's just accepting, accepting that. Accepting that and also like learning it about yeah, and learning it about yourself because I like I these are things I wouldn't even have ever really thought about myself a couple years ago. Like I would have just been like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been aware of what was going on. I would have just acted, yeah. and not known why. Yeah, and there that's huge because I feel like I'm someone now who I think I, you've even told me this before. I believe that like at, like I'm aware of what I'm doing, and then but that's the first step you know, and then start taking action on those things. Like, be aware of what you're feeling and how you're feeling, and then figure out, I know, me personally, whenever my boyfriend and I get into a fight or something, he gets, he, he understands now, we used to get frustrated that I wouldn't talk to him right away. I would kind of wait, and I would think about it in my head. I'm like, okay, Michaela, what are you actually upset about? You know, did that actually bother you? you know, kind of like think about, I thought about the situation of like, okay, you know what, maybe he was right. I kind of overreacted or whatever it may be. And that same thing with like dieting and eating, you know, I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. take your time on things. And no, it's true. Take your time. And ex- yeah. And trust yourself. And I know that we sit here and talk about like, yeah, well, you just have to like connect your mind and body. And that's not an easy thing to do. It's not just something that you wake up and decide that you're going to do. I think the best way for me to say to how to like get to understand yourself better is by spending time with yourself and being okay with being with yourself. If you know what I, like, like under, like, yeah, I don't know, accepting your feelings and trying to figure out like, why do I feel like this? Or why am I doing this? If I know that I'd always, if I know that I always reach for whatever food when I'm stressed, like why? why am I stressed? Or maybe you don't even notice that you're reaching for a specific food when you're stressed. And then you start to realize it. It's really Mm -hmm. like the first step is just becoming aware. And then it just, it's like so much easier, but when you're not aware of what's going on, it's, I mean, it's impossible to, to, to change anything. Yeah. And it's hard to become aware because you don't want to be aware. (laughs) It is. No, it's, I, I, it's kind of funny because I feel like I've always, I'm, been someone who I've always been aware of what I'm doing but I don't change anything about it I'm like so I feel like even worse because I'm just like I know what I'm doing is wrong why do I keep doing it Mm -hmm. but then at the end of the day I'm like okay I know what I'm doing I have it's knowing that you have control over your body like your body is it's not like someone's controlling you and it's like ah like I'm going for the goldfish I must eat goldfish like no no one's like you have full control over yourself and you decide what you want to do with it. So let's, that's your body that you're going to be living with for the rest of your life. You know, take care of it. Do what your body tells you to do. And yeah. Oh, man, life. <laughs> we life. Just, I feel honestly, though, like this is crazy because these conversations, honestly, sometimes I feel like when we talk, I'm just like exhausted. I need to go to sleep because <laughs> we like have these conversations all the time and I'm just it's just so mind blowing. And that's important too, is to like find someone that you can talk to about this stuff that doesn't look at you like you're a psycho, which might yes. be hard, and that, or, or journaling it down too. Like if you feel like you aren't comfortable talking to someone else, just like journal down your thoughts. That helps me too. Like I used to write out everything. Yeah. 
And that's, I, that I totally just saw that right now was that when you asked me, you know, kind of what kind of like changed my mindset was, I mean, obviously meeting you has changed a lot, but just like, even though like you pull me out of my comfort zone of talking about things, I'm someone who I do not like communicating. I am someone who I'm very secretive. I like, even though I talk a lot and throw a lot out there, there's things that like, I was like, if my boyfriend's here, like I won't work out because I don't want him to see me like trying to work out or like trying to eat better. Mm -hmm. And like, I've gone past that now, but it's like swallowing your pride and being like, and loving yourself through the journey. And I like, I know that he's going to support me regardless, but I used to like try to hide that. I don't know why I, like, I can't even think of like why I tried hiding it. I'm someone who I love surprises. So I'm just like, Oh, I think one day he's going to come home and I'm going to have like a smoking body. And he's going to be like, who are you? Like, obviously not because he's going to see me every day. So it's like, why am I hiding my progress? Why am I hiding like the hard fight that I'm fighting? Mm-hmm. And I think no. that having you kind of pull that out of me really helped for me to realize, okay, there's a lot, even though like we've gone deep, there's deeper. Right. And I definitely think having someone that you feel comfortable talking with, I know like I love my mom and I love my sister. (laughs) Yeah. But like, we just, I can't have these deep conversations with them. It's just, we're too, I don't know what they're, there's like, there's not that there. Where it's like with you, I feel very comfortable talking with you about those things. Yes, just having a support system is really important. And I mean, whether that be a friend, a family member, a significant other, or even like a therapist, just having someone that you trust is really good to talk about. Because like we said, this stuff doesn't go away. And you even told me yesterday, you said, well, you know, because I'm going through a hard time. And you said, once you get over this, like something else is going to happen to you because that's what happens. Like that's life. So you got to you can't think that once I get over this once, like, for example, when I thought, okay, once I get over my eating disorder, like smooth sailing from here. No, guess what? That's not true. Yeah. Like things keep coming up and they're going to keep coming up. And instead of driving it, myself nuts, like I have to learn better how to deal with them. Yeah. And I can say for yourself, I'm um, speaking for you. I'm speaking for myself as well. We've gone through a lot of stuff growing up just in our past, like, I know you've gone through some stuff. I went through like bullying in high or in middle school. I went through going from a bunch of different high schools and, you know, doing homeschooling and all the different things and bad relationships and all this stuff. And like, I never thought that I would be where I am today. Like, if you told me that I'd be like, you're crazy. That is insane. (laughs) You know, like, I don't believe you. That's not going to be my life. But here I am in the middle of Louisiana, I'm scared of hurricanes. (laughs) And, you know, I'm happier than ever. It's just those things. Like if you look back on your life, you've gone through worse and you're, and you've gone through it and you've you've come out better for it. And it's knowing that you're going to do the same for this. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's hard to remember, but it's always true. Like, I don't know anyone that says that they've gone through a really hard time. And after that didn't come out a better person. I don't think that's, yeah ever happened because it's yeah that's what that's like the biggest changes are what shake the best things come out of things that like shake your foundation I don't know that's just the best the best life changes so well 
that's why I wanted to have you on the show because I feel like you're so yeah. <laughs> insightful and like you know, but, and it's good too, because I like to get other perspectives from, you know, maybe not like an eating disorder counselor or someone that even has really first, I mean, you know, not like really, really for years and years experienced it because it's good to see things from all different types of perspectives because we're all at the end of the day, struggling with the same things, no matter how we decide to cope with that. Like we're all going through yeah. And, and so, that's the thing is like, if you look at someone else and think that they're perfect and that you want their life or whatever, know that they're battling stuff too. Because there's been times where I've met someone who I always thought I admired. And I met them. I'm like, oh, wait, they're a real person too. You know, and like they're going through something as well. And it's remembering that, you know, we're all going through stuff. And so it's just, that's why I believe in supporting other people. And that's why Shelby and I are here right now. <laughs> trying to help everyone out. <laughs> yeah. And I listen to like, cause I still need help too. So I still do the same things. So it's, yeah, it's very, very important. Well, on that note, I'm pretty sure if anyone's made it this far, listening to us babble, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on that note though, I do just want, if anyone does want to reach out to you with any, cause I know sometimes like people will connect with, with um, listeners will connect with guests on the show, maybe be able to have a similar experience or something like that. So if anyone did want to get in contact with you, what would be the best way to do that? Um, I only have like one source of social media, which would be Instagram. But um, you can like, you can put my email down there too, or I would just put like my Instagram or something. Cause I'm totally on that. <laughs> okay. I'll put your Instagram is just at your name, right? Michaela Kelman. Yep. Michaela Kelman. Cool. So I will tag that in the notes. And then um, anything else? I think that is it. I think we covered a lot. That, like I told, I told Nikhil oh. before we started the show that I put like just random, I don't know, bullet points of things to, to say. I didn't even really have questions down just because I knew that it would go. It would just kind of take its own organic path. And I think that it did. So I'm really happy that you were willing to be on the show. Yes. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you. I wish you could see how big my smile is right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs>